Alright, welcome to New Perspectives, episode 3. I am Tyler, I'll be your host for today. And uh, today we're going to be talking about exploration and a role play. Um, our first question that I would like to ask our fellow noobs is, what is exploration in a role-playing game? Let's start with Tori. Um, I think for me personally, it can be a kind of a lot of different things. I think the classic image that most people kind of have come up is, you know, long journeys between cities or going over vast expanses of barren land or jungle or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But I think it can also branch out a lot more than that. I think that's kind of the common, but I think you can also even have like exploration like within cities or even like within single buildings, like just kind of checking out what is there, what's available, kind of like what's the story behind this place and what happened. Um, for me, I've always thought of exploration as outside of a cityscape, so kind mm -hmm. of like in nature, you're going through the woods, you probably hunt, you're navigating to find your destination, and that's kind of how I always see it in yeah. Yeah, RPGs. Like getting food and stuff, and like having to survive off the land, that kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, there's that. Uh, when I think of exploration, the word exploration itself, outside of the context of RPGs, mm -hmm. the only thing I can think of is Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Right, yeah, like Fair. you're you're li like you're basically in a ter like in an environment that is hostile to you, not necessarily like due to you know a combat or like or like a like a person or a creature trying to kill you, but like the literal environment, like the trees want you dead. I mean, um, a person might have put you in a pit of snakes. Well, that's that's <laughs> true. Um, there could have been a person that caused you to be in that scary environment. Um, but I like what you mentioned, Tori, uh, that you can explore more than just vast expanses of space. Mm -hmm. um, and it definitely opens up more ideas as a GM, you know, for what could and couldn't count as exploration, yeah. right? Uh, and it seems like we're sort of talking about exploration as like anything that isn't combat or social, right? Anything that leads to maybe leads to one of those things. Yeah, kind of a, sh a shocking term, but to explore things. Yeah, exactly. Oh <laughs> to to go out and explore like that house or that yeah, yeah. weird basement that weird noises are coming out of or that dungeon or the forest, like it's, yeah, or it's, the new city or anything. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just going out and exploring kind of what the world holds necessarily mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah often though it's not even a deliberate exploration it's kind of a means to an end mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. kind of have a goal and you think okay so we need to get to this location to do this thing so we're going to go through the woods and that's kind of an exploration time yeah but it's not really your goal goal it's how to get to your goal right right or exploring a city because you need to find the the informant that you have in that city, or you need to find the person who you're looking for, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, some suspect to a murder or something. Yeah, 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 totally. Uh, so it, it is. It does seem like a means to an end. Um, with that being said, the 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 jur the journey is uh, more important than the destination, as they say. So how can we make the journey fun? How can we make the exploration <laughs> fun? Um, like I said, when I think of Indiana Jones, what makes the journey fun is that there's danger and mm -hmm. there's uh, obstacles in your way because okay. if you wanted to ex travel a long distance and um, every day you wake up and you're just rowing a boat for eight hours that's not <laughs> right right <laughs> not um, the funnest I guess I guess if we want to talk about what's fun 
we should probably talk about what our experiences have been, right? Um, with with exploration, and maybe we can draw on some of that. So, uh, has anyone had any exploration, any games that they've experienced exploration in? I sure hope so. <laughs> Pretty much every single one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to find one that doesn't. It's, I rarely can just teleport everywhere I want to go in an instant. <laughs> Only in some games. Yeah. <laughs> that, that being said, though, it's so often kind of glossed over, mm -hmm. especially in, like, Pathfinder systems or the Dungeons & Dragons system. Mm -hmm. um, you kind of take what could be an exploration moment and you just kind of get through it quickly with, like, a simple roll mm -hmm. or, like, um, uh, just quick role play of you're walking across the streets and finally you get to the location mm -hmm. rather than, like, trying to play out a situation. Right, right. So uh, your experience has been a lot of, like, it what could have been exploration turned into a skill check and then a quick bit of narration and then you're you're at the destination. Yeah, I think it's it's harder for me because I've been playing in more campaigns where um, exploration maybe isn't the highlight. Mm -hmm. And so while it is a fun part, it's kind of, again, as I mentioned before, like a means to an end. I want right. to get to whatever's next. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to kind of you know, dilly-dally on that detail. Right, right. And that, that's totally fair for a lot of people, right? They, mm -hmm. they like the... As, as much as the saying goes, it's about the journey. Some people do really enjoy lots of destinations. <laughs> yeah, don't give me any of that. It's about the journey, crap. <laughs> it's not about the journey. It's about the friends you make along the way. Yeah. And, and the then, money you get. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, if you could skip that plane ride to get to wherever you're going, you I imagine that a lot of people would. Yeah. And you know that if something is not being skipped, there's going to be an encounter of some right. kind. Right, yeah. <laughs> I, I really enjoy trying to take your sheep through those dense woods, random farmer lady, but I really am doing it for the ten gold you're going to give me at the end of this. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, fetch quests are a great option for exploration. Yeah. Um, so, I guess, yeah, so, so Sarah, your, your experience has been a lot of, like, skipping the exploration. Uh, anyone else had any experience with what their exploration... Um, was like in games they've played or GM before? Yeah, I, I think for me, I've definitely had a lot of instances kind of similar to Sarah, what you were mentioning, and just kind of, it it can be a lot simpler, especially like if you're in the middle of a plot, it's like, even as like as a DM, like if you're in the middle of something, breaking up your whole plot to make like this in-depth walking through the forest rather than just, you know, roll nature or something to see how well you can actually trek your way through it or something mm -hmm. along those lines is a simple means of just making sure it's dealt with but getting back to the main point mm -hmm. i feel like that is a very common aspect but i feel like there are some times especially when making like dungeons or anything like that that you can even without necessarily needing to make like combat or anything the exploration of kind of trying to navigate it and see where the things are and what the routes are and what takes you where and everything i think that can also do really well as like a form of exploration mm -hmm. that like a lot of different things can do and a lot of different systems can hold well Right, right, and I think what what you're talking about doesn't even necessarily require like players rolling dice. No, it interact it's it's interacting with the environment in like a more role playing mm -hmm. way, right? Not necessarily socially interacting role playing wise, but like like interacting with the physical environment around. Exactly. You, right? um, I can think of a time when I ran a puzzle dungeon, um, which. For those people who don't know what a puzzle dungeon is, it's a dungeon full of puzzles. Instead, <laughs> <Yes>. in, <laughs> instead of like combat encounters and social encounters, you just have way like a bunch of um, like different puzzles or different uh, traps or different basically uh, situations that the players have to overcome in order to get to the end. Yeah, and and not necessarily traps in the way that like 
oh, you know, if you get this wrong, you fall into a pit of spikes. Right, but right. Like, or trap- snakes. Yeah, but like... <laughs> or snakes. <laughs> but like, traps is kind of more along the lines of just like, you know, like you're you're locked in a room and like you have to figure out how to kind of get out of that, like yeah. with the environment and everything else. Yeah. Yeah, definitely interacting with the environment is a, is a key aspect of exploration. Yeah, the more we talk about this, the more I just have the mental image of Indiana Jones as just an RPG character. <laughs> yeah, he would. Very easy to do. Yeah, yeah. dungeon exploration, getting the good shit. <laughs> fair. Yeah, I feel like I've definitely watched more than one YouTube video about what Indiana Jones would look like as a as like a D and D campaign. <laughs> That's got to be a very popular thing. I and it would. Any of it. Yeah, it would just it'd be a lot of skill checks, right? Uh, okay. Like running away from a boulder, get, getting <laughs> away from those those sleeper darts and stuff. When, when you said that, I thought you meant like creating Indiana Jones the character. No, the no, character. Oh, I also no. thought that. Yeah, and like, be like, well, you just give him a whip. <laughs> give, <laughs> a lot of give him a whip. Give him a hat. <laughs> give him he, he has a gun. Yeah. yeah, he has a gun. Yeah. Going back to the point that was mentioned about like more like small scale exploration about like interacting with your environment. Mm-hmm. It's also another good way in that instance to kind of express your character, because mm-hmm. I've played a very mischievous uh, little fairy character, and so they have a different way of kind of looking at their environment, and so put into an office situation, you guys were all in the campaign, you know it, listeners, you don't, I'll explain. <laughs> um, they're very mischievous, and they do whatever they want for fun, and so when they come to this kind of religious altarpiece, or it was just a shrine, um, there was a lot of gold. And so a decision can be made there. Do you take the gold, do you pocket it? Or, like my character, do you rearrange all of the gold figurines and leave them for someone to find later? You know? Yeah. I mean, you still pocket one piece of gold, take, obviously. Take, but <laughs> just, just take all the gold and just beg for the DM to smite you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, 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 yeah, interacting with the environment in that way is definitely a, a key aspect of exploration. Yeah, like, how would my character see it? What are they looking for? Yeah. You know, what's yeah. their drive in this situation? <laughs> um, okay, so we've talked about a lot of things that uh, we have done with exploration. Um, we've talked about, a vi- uh, like, a wide range, including basically just a role and then a thing, and then you get to the place. Or having to fully immerse yourself in the sort of environment uh, what, like the, within the four walls of whatever in, uh, building you're in or like s- streetscape whatever mm-hmm. um, how have you found your GMs to make it fun or as a GM how have you made it fun for yourself and your players uh, in terms of in terms of all of that like wh- what end of the spectrum do you prefer to fall on um, stuff like that um it's a really good question. Uh, I feel like sometimes as a player, I forget the exploration, and I kind of miss the details that as a DM or GM that you put extra care into. But now that I'm starting to world build of my for my own campaign, I realize how fun it is to like build certain locations and encounters and situations and just like natural things that if players look into, they'd find all these fun little details. And the players, they don't really go for the details <laughs> all the time. The, the key word there is if. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's so much fun to build, like, a juicy little story in, or, like, a, a very fun piece of, like, natural lore. Yeah. Yeah, I do feel like players tend to be more, um, more interested in the plot, interested in sort of, like, what their characters are doing in the moment, rather than necessarily all the lore pieces that fill it. 
that being said, though, I do think the lore is important uh, because if it's not there, you're basically just like droning through a flat yeah. landscape of nothing. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't feel real, and I feel like part of the fun of RPGs is that it feels like you're inhabiting a real world and interacting with it in a real way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, and like, I I feel like it. Players aren't always necessarily going to like come immediately to it, but I think it's also like to a degree, a, a big thing on like the GM to kind of gauge where your players are at. Yeah. Because like there are definitely some players who want to like if they see something like go check it out and investigate and mm-hmm. like want to like kind of bid, like build into that. So putting you know like a shrine to something on the side of the road or like an old ruin or like something you know off the beaten path that they might then want to kind of look into and do have more like exploration time with it rather than just fast traveling down the road right can work really well with those players but at the same time if you have players who are more like goal driven and just kind of really have that one thing that they want to do like they want to get that orc or they want to you know go save that like whatever it is mm-hmm. and like and that's like their main goal trying to put more things on the exploration side for them to kind of run into isn't necessarily going to suit them well and Mm -hmm. if anything may not just end up annoying them because it's constantly just kind of getting in the way of them doing what they're trying to do Mm -hmm. so like a lot of it just comes down to like how well you as a gm kind of just know your party and kind of know what they're interested in and what they're looking for right yeah no totally like if if you have a group full of people who I, i think i think putting the the stuff in mm-hmm. even if you have a group full of people who d- might not interact with it putting it in there it, putting a little bit of thought towards it as a gm can be really helpful um just as like a way of sort of like breaking up the monotony totally. of of here's a role you get to your place do a thing here's a role get to, to the oh, place 100%. do a thing you know um even if they don't interact with it i think as a gm you kind of have to be okay with your players not interacting with everything you put in the world because they're not they're a hundred percent like they literally yeah. can't yeah. if you it, it, like unless unless you have like those uh, artificial walls up like in <laughs> video games you know like you can't go past this this x direction yeah. or this y direction right like and I- and I, I'd almost take it a step further to say it's not even just like like be aware of it happening, but like expect it to yeah. happen. Like it's yeah. it's yeah. going to occur. Yeah. Like there, the it's like especially like at least in like some of the campaigns like I've run. Like you know I I tend to like to kind of like as you say like make sure everything has like a bit of a prep for it. Obviously mm-hmm. I can't prep everything in every situation because yep. players could literally do anything. Yep. So you you can't make sure that every situation in existence is covered. But like putting like a rough bit of effort into that so that at least if they go there you have something to run with is mm-hmm. always a good plan but it's true like the you know in any kind of given point there's you know sometimes up to like half to three quarters of the content players just don't run into because mm-hmm. it's just something they weren't interested in or they're focused on something else right now and that's kind of just what life is as a dm like you're gonna have stuff Mm-hmm. consistently that just isn't going to get interacted with and that doesn't necessarily just mean that just because they don't now doesn't mean they're never going to like yeah they, like they might come back exactly like they yeah. might come back later and be like oh that's a cool plot line but i'm busy right now but i'm going to come back to that yeah you can't do every side quest right it's, away y- yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I think i think that um something that i found really fun and really like really interesting is figuring out what i think my players are going to interact with 
So as a, as the a GM of, of a Pathfinder campaign that's running right now, um, I set up a sort of like underground city with a whole bunch of tunnel systems. Um, <laughs> these tunnel systems were described uh, to have uh, terrifying creatures at the ends of them, perhaps. Like the, the, the creatures weren't necessarily fully described, but they were uh, alluded to uh, because they created these massive tunnel networks. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, Usually a pretty good warning sign. <laughs> and, and so sometimes your players ignore those warning signs and go down the tunnels anyways. Yeah. Even goopy when walls? <laughs> that's not dangerous. Yeah, the goopy walls were. Walls? Yeah, they were definitely goopy, slimy walls. Uh, it was definitely indicated that there might be some sort of worm or or giant yeah. insect at the end. Yeah. Um, but you know, sometimes the players we'll they they want to explore those places, and sometimes they'll look at that and be like, that's a cool thing that I'm not going to touch, yeah. and then go on their way. And sometimes they run into those places, go into the dangerous places, get very heavily punished and almost total party killed <laughs> by those places, and then for some reason, despite your valiant efforts, want to continue deeper, <laughs> even though they were almost just fully murdered by the one instance yep. they ran into. Yep. It's because Tori, just like Indiana Jones, every, every adventure wants the thrill and glory and okay. you know, cash money that they could get. From Indiana Jones went to places because he knew there was something there to take yeah, out. Yeah, he didn't go. The, like the kingdom of the Crystal Skull wasn't just the kingdom down the road. Was, I mean, just someone crystal, down the road. It was. But there's a Crystal Skull there. Yeah, he's like, you know what? We should go into the Temple of Doom because there's something to steal, not because we saw a centipede and there might be more, but we don't know what what it sleeps on or whatever. I'm sorry, I interpret his thrill to adventure differently. <laughs> <laughs> that's very fair. That's very fair. Um, that being said, I I feel like we have to acknowledge to a certain degree the bias most of these opinions have, because I feel like, at least myself personally, my most experience with RPG systems has been, like, D&D and Pathfinder. Mm -hmm. So all of my opinions are, like, how I've been in those types of campaigns. Right. But mm -hmm. it's also, like, there's so many other systems out there. I mean, many I don't even know exist, you know? There being a noob myself. Yeah. But there's one that's really fun, um, Wander Home, which is a Kickstarter campaign um, to sit, put out like an RPG book, and it's all just kind of exploration and socializing and creating a good experience with those you're playing with. Like, it has no dice, you can even play without any guide, and it's just like everyone goes in to build the world and experience as they want it. I think when they come up to a new destination, you get to roll on a table for different aspects the place could have. There are dice. Okay, well, like, <laughs> yes. Okay, there are some dice, I suppose, but you don't use them to play. Everything is, like, token-based and not based on your actions. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, it's really fun because you get to just, here are some aspects, how do we want to build this location that we're going to, and it's kind mm -hmm. of all just, like, casual experience of exploration. It's like a world-building exercise. Yeah. yeah. Um, there are yeah. a lot of world-building games like that. Uh, you said it's a Kickstarter campaign. Is the campaign over yes. at yeah. this point? Okay. I do believe it's over, and so like now you can buy the physical copy and the uh, digital copy. Okay. Awesome. Um, that's pretty cool. Uh, there's, there's other games that are similar to that. Uh, like Gumshoe is a, a, a very common uh, one that's brought up a lot in terms of like what Tori explained as uh, what he thought of as exploration with the whole like investigating sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Like you go the whole point of, of Gumshoe is you build the town together and then you go around the town investigating crimes. 
or, or you know, finding lost cats. Um, <laughs> and so, like, you do interact with people along the way, but a lot of it is looking at the crime scene, finding clues, all that sort of jazz. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, there are games that do more heavily focus on that sort of aspect of exploration uh, than D&D and Pathfinder do. Yeah, I mean, there's also a lot of games where uh, they really try their best to force you away from combat by making it very deadly. Um, games where you start with little, very little HP and it never goes up, and <laughs> and you die very easily. And look so at you, burning wheel. <laughs> I wasn't thinking of the burning wheel. <laughs> what are you thinking of? I was thinking of the sprawl. Okay. Where um, it's powered by the apocalypse, and so you have essentially um, six hit points, and a gun will do four out of those six. Huh. And so... <laughs> just like real life. <laughs> just like real life. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so you don't you don't want to do combat, no. and socializing is an option, but a lot of uh, that game is sort of uh, uh, like... Or at least the way I play it is sort of heisty, investigating, and um, sneaking, and that kind of stuff. Trying your best to avoid being um, accidentally poisoned or shot by androids, etc. Mm -hmm. <laughs> of course. Yeah. We've, we've been talking about a whole a whole bunch of other systems. Um, Leah, you uh, mentioned one before we started recording here. Uh, Blades in the Dark. Uh, yeah. Blades in the Dark is really... It doesn't strongly discourage combat, um, really, but it is a heist game and sort of like if you were playing through Ocean's Eleven and the point part of the point of a heist is to not be seen. Right, of course, yeah. Uh, and so a lot of it is sneaking and you know, there's other options in the game. You can always be a gang that beats people up on purpose. Mm -hmm. <laughs> One of those fun ones. One of those fun ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone's favorite gang. Yeah. Um, so that kind of leads me to the question that uh, that's been on my mind since we started this discussion is can you do a whole session, three four hours of just exploration? Is that possible? Is that would that be fun? It depends on how you want to describe exploration for the purposes yeah. of that uh, session. Right. So if it's if it's the the, the topic or the, the way that you brought it up before, like you know we make a roll and then we go. Right. That mm -hmm. seems kind of boring. Yeah. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Uh, you know, to me, to me, if I, I make a skill check, oh, I roll my survival, I find my food. Great. Let's move on to the next day. I roll my survival. Do I find my food? Nope. Oh, guess you get a level of exhaustion. Good for you. Now you move on to the next day. Do you find? Yeah. And, and, and so that seems non-interactive and not very, like, not very role-playing game. Not, it's very game, not very <laughs> role playing. Right. Um, so, uh, <laughs> losing that one you of the three. You like, can always slowly describe how you're starving to death. Oh. Right. Ooh. So, it, what it, fun? Really it kind of feels, it, it, if you're doing that, it kind of feels more like a board game. It adds the right? role playing back in if you have to describe that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I think Level up from that trauma. You almost oh, caught a rat God. one time. There, got there, away. Can you imagine what the dude did that? There are definitely board games that are like that, right? Like, games like Terraforming Mars is a very similar sort of aspect. Like, you're surviving on Mars. Yeah. 
Um, and like, it's obviously it's a hostile environment. That's one of the aspects that we brought up as a like key point for um, for e exploration. So thinking about that, obviously that doesn't work. Just making rolls because it's a role playing game, and our goal is to role play at least a little bit. Mm. Um, so we're because we're not playing a board game, um, which you know, you know, if you want a board game, it's all about survival. I guarantee they're out there for you. So um, play those. Uh, but but how would you do it then if not that way? Yeah, and like I I think kind of even like as a global point like as we've kind of talked about these like kind of different pillars of like how RPGs are run like making a full section out of like just combat. Very doable. Very doable. It's in certain systems. Yeah, and, like, making a whole, you know, set out of just, like, social encounters where it's, like, a political intrigue or, like, you know, mm -hmm. investigation-based work. Like, that could easily be done. Again, but, in certain systems, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. But, like, when it comes to exploration, it is very hard to make just exploration. As, as like, as you said, it is normally a means to something rather than something in itself. Mm -hmm. But, like, mm -hmm. I, I don't think it's entirely impossible. I just think it would be pretty difficult like, you could go through and kind of, like, as you were mentioning before, you could make, like, puzzle dungeons and things that are in about, like, exploring your environment and looking at what you're doing and looking what you're going through. Or even, like, effectively making what, what I guess would be essentially, like, an escape room. Like, you're, yeah. not, you're not necessarily yeah. talking to people. You're not necessarily, like, you know, going through and, like, getting fought every time you go into one. But, mm -hmm. like, you, you could effectively try to recreate a similar one of those into, like, an RPG section where they have to go through and investigate clues and look for patterns and things and try to, like, find stuff in that to kind of make a lot more of the exploration of where they are and their kind of situation build into a lot more of what's kind of going on and play off of that a lot. Mm -hmm. Though, like... I think past kind of making something along like those lines, yeah. there isn't really a lot of options, at least that I can think of, for a like purely exploration based like, like session, full session run. Yeah, okay. like full setup. I, yeah. I I think that one thing that we might be taking for granted and like just saying without thinking without saying without saying it is that when we say we without social interaction, we mean without social interaction. Uh, with NPCs. Yeah. Right? Uh, obviously. obviously, the players sure. are going to be interacting with other PCs, like each other, um, during whatever session it is, regardless of... I mean, hopefully they're interacting <laughs> with each other. Regardless of whether or not there's, like, a like a social aspect to it, uh, which with like, interacting with other NPCs or combat. Yeah. Could you imagine just going to session and just not talking to a single other person <laughs> in your session the entire time? You just, hey. you just roll dice just, the just whole ro time? Roll there dice by yourself in your room. This by is a yourself fun session. <laughs> roll dice silently with other people in the room. Is oh, yeah. There are role-playing games where you don't talk. I, I Yeah, yeah. But, uh, sure. I mean, you're still interacting with the other PCs. Yeah. When, when, we say non when we say not interacting with uh, people, we do mean NPCs. Is kind of the point I, True. I yeah. wanted to get across there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, there's something really hard about considering running a campaign all about exploration. At least considering it from the perspective of like D and D Pathfinder is because mm -hmm. oh, yeah. you do the other forms, you do combat, and you do socializing, and they can both get you somewhere and get you like. Uh, you know, progress and increase. They can get you somewhere, and exploration can really only get you from one location to the other. You can, it's kind of harder to imagine 
um, how wandering through this forest mm -hmm. am I going to mm -hmm. get stronger? It, it's not as versatile. Yeah. yeah. How am I going to get things? So that's why most right. DMs are like you're going through a forest, you come across a beast of the forest. Now you have to fight it. It's like, oh, cool. That's a natural obstacle I've come across. Right. But that's combat again. Yeah. Um, the only way that I can think of doing exploration for a long period of time is in in my experience in something like uh, a one-shot like um, 10 candles mm -hmm. oh, yeah. where sure. they're just straight up there aren't npcs and they're and combat you is just you dying unless you will <laughs> them into existence uh you can will npcs into existence but there isn't like that stuff doesn't exist it is just straight can you survive well, the goal of the game is to survive for as long as possible, but you're not supposed to survive. You're supposed to die. It's a horror game right. where all of it just leads to your slow demise. Oh, so beautiful. So, so horror games are, are another a thing that we talked about in the combat thing, uh, the combat sort of uh, episode. episode. Yeah, that's the word. Um, <laughs> where words are hard. Words are hard. Where where it doesn't really favor or it favors a certain type of combat and because it favors that certain type of combat maybe it favors exploration more right maybe yeah. it favors that whole investigative uh sort of aspect of the game if if we're taught if we bring investigation into the um the whole the fold of exploration mm -hmm. like we've talked about already right like with the maybe you're solving a mystery and that's sort of how you're doing your exploration maybe during that mystery you don't actually talk to suspects at all you just gather evidence maybe you're just part of like a csi team and you don't do the the talking right despite what the television show may show you <laughs> um like maybe you're just looking at the evidence and you have to like go research something or find uh, go to different locations to find evidence and you have to find the locations even that could be exploration and that could be a whole session I uh, I don't I, I think you're right Sarah that we can't do a full campaign no way. with just exploration yeah. I, I can't see that working I could totally see a full campaign with just social like you talked about yep. right maybe you're a, a in a like a medieval court and you need to interact with a whole mm -hmm. bunch of people burning wheel does that really well burning wheel does that really well with their uh duel of wits sort of system um there's also total combat games right with classic dungeon crawl right with the whole like i kick down the door and i fight some baddies very munchkin-esque yeah. right um and of course there's going to be role play within that but the not no it's social. The, it's, yeah, it's not the main focus. The, and there's no social, right? Or not no, but like very little social, and the exploration is from one room to the next rather than like. Maybe oh, a role in between. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So more of that, like the, the exploration that you talked about at the beginning with it's a skill check and then we get to the next place. Um, so I think it's possible to do it for a whole session. Um, I wouldn't put much past that. But, but doing more than one whole session without any interaction with NPCs or monsters or. Like, I guess those are the two things. Um, <laughs> it's it's going to get dull fast. Exactly, exactly. Um, especially because, like, this, the theater of the mind is really fun, but if I can't physically see and, and phys or physically interact with the environment, I can see it getting old for me, at least personally, pretty quick. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah that's very fair. With just, like, an exploration just in your imagination, it's a yeah. lot harder. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the DMs, something that we haven't brought up yet in the podcast is physical, like, like tokens, physical, like, yeah. 
Like having um, minis, having the yeah. walls. Yeah. Um, or, or even like physical, like, like props. Like if you're doing an investigation, a phys- like I hand you a wanted poster. That could be that. That's a, that's something that sort of like draws that's you true. into it, mm-hmm. and you I could see. even fully investigate that wanted poster. Maybe the DM puts like little hints in it. Uh, they they draw the person in a particular way so that oh you you notice that that person has a scar, and then when they're describing an NPC that you meet, they have a scar too, right? You d- the the exploration and interacting with the environment could be in real life as well. Sure. Yeah, I've seen many DMs do that. Where they physically write letters to the players. Mm-hmm. I, That's I, really cool. Yeah, I I have seen I've seen on YouTube though obviously having never done this, but like I've even seen one like instances where like they, the the players will like go through and they'll get to something and they'll like get to like the back of like a dungeon or something and they'll come across like a puzzle box mm-hmm. and the DMs will like genuinely and hand them a real puzzle really box cool. and it's like yeah. it's up to you people to figure out how to actually open this. That'd yeah, and, really it's, fun. and it's like that's cool. I d- have neither the time nor the resources for that. Yeah, but one day I'm that sounds to, amazing. I'm not about to make you people a puzzle I, box. I feel like in most cases, as a player at least, um, once you get into a situation, you're so used to combat. When you reach a puzzle, you get the classic, you know, like four PCs, one brain cell. <laughs> the simplest puzzles so are fair. like right over your head. The DM's like, please. Just the one little detail. Just notice this and you'll get it. And it's like, yeah. what detail? You know? Yeah. Oh my god, what's this? What are these random things? Do they relate? Which is they always don't. the most infuriating thing as the DM. It's like, it's. Because, like, you know it. It's like, it seems sometimes it's like the most obvious mm-hmm. thing, but because your players aren't looking for the obvious things and are looking for, like, the super hidden, it's just yeah. like. How are you not finding this? Like, well, it's right there. That's 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 something interesting, actually, that I've, I've thought about a lot. Um. When, when DMing is what do you tell your players mm-hmm. right that I think that's a big thing when talking about exploration that we haven't mentioned yet is what do you tell them um, if, if you're going through it's it's really obvious like if you're going through a forest you tell them there are trees around maybe there's some wildlife on the ground uh, maybe there's a path that they that they see you know like the really obvious very very obvious things in a forest but what do you tell them? You know, maybe they're particularly skilled at some sort of like, at, at like nature, for example, like Tori brought up earlier. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're particularly skilled at um, noticing tracks. Maybe they're really uh, used to looking for, at, like up at the the sky. Maybe they see birds up there that are going in a certain direction, and they might know what that means, right? Yeah. So, telling the players what their player what their characters would know is kind of something that DMs have to have to think about, right? And and that it it's a little easier to think about in a forest setting, right? Yeah. Like we uh, like all those examples I just gave are obviously I think we would all be able to think of those. But when you're doing an investigation, right? Uh and you have a group of investigators who are maybe they're your your campaign is you're all a bunch of Sherlock Holmes types and you're solving mysteries, roaming around solving mysteries. That's still investigation, like, or sorry, that's still mis, uh, exploration, <laughs> different all words. Um, <laughs> great. <laughs> uh, that, that's still exploration, like we talked about, solving mysteries and, and interpreting clues and such. Um, but what do you tell the players who are supposed to be master sleuths, right? Do you give them the hint? 
right? Or do you let them struggle with it because the players might not be master sleuths, but the characters are? Right, you have to find that good balance of give them enough to keep them engaged and maybe get them looking, Yeah. but to still have something that they can actually look for to feel like they're doing the work. Right, you don't want to be that, that phone game ad where it's like, what's the answer? Oh no, I can't figure it out, but it's sitting right, like, like yeah. it's like, what number is on the screen? <laughs> and, the, and the person types the wrong number. The, your players aren't that dumb. <laughs> But at the same time, you don't want like you don't want to give them too much information, but you don't want to give yeah. them no information, right? Because you are literally their only source of information. Yeah. yeah. And like like if you go in exactly and you're doing that, that kind of like Sherlock Holmes style, like you know their player maybe some master sleuth and is like you know like some like nineteenth level character is yeah. like ungodly strong, notices everything. But if they walk into the room and they're like, oh well, like. You know, from that knife, I can like clearly see like like etc. I know who carries that because I've seen it before, and I can see that there are exactly these many footprints going in this direction with this yeah. covering, and I know who works in like the mine that would leave those. Fo- it's this, and you just have to tell the player that because quote unquote they know everything. Right. Right. That's so boring. Is like that, yeah. it, it'd be a horrid experience as the player. As as the GM, you're essentially narrating your novel at that point. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like yeah. like <laughs> yes, your character is you know some amazing investigator or whatnot, and like would your character potentially like pick up on all these things? Yeah, but not letting it have player agency mm-hmm. really just messes up the player itself and kind of just takes away their ability to kind of have fun with the system and interact with everything if you just tell them everything because their character would know it. So, like, trying to at least give them something along the lines of, like, a little bit of a hint or, like, hey, like, you know, you you feel like you've seen that, like, you know, type of dirt on the floor. Or you, you think you recognize that knife from somewhere to kind of at least guide them a little bit into, like, the right direction that their character would pick up on, mm-hmm. but without just handing them the solution to the problem and making it boring for them. Mm-hmm. It, it, it really is about kind of just, like, finding that fine line and running it properly. Yeah, totally. Um, and, well, when we're talking about that fine line... What do you think about different systems and how they handle that? Uh, Pathfinder and D and D sort of thing might handle that that as like a you make a roll and like you make your your nature roll or whatever to identify the dirt and mm. um, and then you get to know where that dirt's from or maybe you get to know you've seen that dirt before depending on how successful the roll was or like what kind it is what kind it is maybe like oh that's dirt that comes from evergreen trees and now you have to re- player has to remember where they saw evergreen trees last yeah. Yeah. pray um, you've taken notes yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's another thing that we'll talk about i oh. think is notes who do you take notes as a player you should do you? Sometimes I yeah. forget. Often I, I leave I it forget. to else. I, at, until the end of the session, I'm like, oh no, I have to write everything. I, I sometimes do, but it also depends on like the character I'm playing. Like if mm-hmm. I'm ca- playing some like barbarian that just runs around and smacks things, like no, because I don't like they wouldn't have like if I'm not playing someone who I feel would have great memory for that kind of thing anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't bother. Right. I to a degree rely on my party as my character would to kind of rely on their teammates to kind of be able to help them in an area that they're not strong in necessarily and kind of like working with the party in that sense i have played games where um no one takes notes except one person who is designated to be the scribe and then uh sometimes they're not there and yep. you don't know anything well, they falls apart dun 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 and that's you have to remember the name of a very important noble to, to and no one remembers because your scribe is missing that's actually a really uh interesting thing that like old D&D used to do 
they used there used to be like character roles, right? The guardian, the leader, the whatever, like you know, uh, that would be taken up by certain classes within the game. Those are like the more like uh, the more in game in the fiction roles. Mm -hmm. Whereas there are other roles that were even defined in earlier books. Uh, of people who are like, I'm the note taker. I take care of the inventory for the party. I take <laughs> care of, um, and and that hasn't really transitioned into my play very much. Yeah. You know, if 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 you're gonna take notes, you take notes individually, and at least in my in the games that I've played in, um, I tend to take some notes at least for the important stuff, like people's names and things that I might want to remember. Yeah. Um, or, like, locations and stuff, but... Yeah. I think it also really depends, because I've been playing most recently in a lot of combat-centric campaigns, mm -hmm. like a and d Pathfinder, and I don't really take notes for that, because anything I don't remember off the top of my head, I trust that my DM will, like, help me out, because they're not, like, as important as, like, in a social campaign. Because when I was playing The Burning Wheel, mm -hmm. I took a lot of notes. I had right. an organized spreadsheet for, like, important dates and what I did. Yeah, I remember Facts. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's necessary to stay organized that way mm -hmm. and to kind of keep things on track when it's so important for your character to socialize and to keep those details. So, in an exploration game, would you do that? Um... If I'm playing an exploration in terms of investigation, mm -hmm. then yes. Okay. <laughs> I think I would have yeah. to, because at that point, like, there's so many details, and you never know what triggers mm -hmm. a next, like, the next clue and what you'll need to remember. Mm -hmm. um, but if we're talking about, like, exploring in the wilderness, as though, like, you're looking for something maybe there, I don't think I would as much, just because mm -hmm. I feel like what triggers needing notes is having more of that social aspect because you mm -hmm. need to keep up with your relationships with others and keeping with what you've said to them and what they've said to you mm -hmm. but when it's just a whole bunch of pcs like in the woods looking for a shrine or whatever mm -hmm. you don't really need the notes as much because i'm like oh i passed that large boulder three days ago gotta remember yeah mm -hmm. and like i I, th I think it's also interesting like as your kind of point of like trusting the dm to kind of give you that info and whatnot I, I find with me DMing, it it depends on what the info is. Like, yeah. there, there, there's definitely some stuff where it's like, oh, you know, like, yeah, general information that your character would, like, blatantly know. Like, what's the name of the month? I don't remember how you've set up, like, the calendar system if you use your own yeah, system. Yeah, like, yeah. your character would obviously know that, and I'm not going to be like, well, you should have known things. But, like, yeah. if you're having a conversation with someone, and they're like, oh, you know, like, that, that, that person whose name I don't remember from that town I don't remember, it's like... I, I, I've had players go into that and just look at me, and it's like I'm, I'm not here to tell you that. Like, if you don't remember, mm -hmm. then like you don't remember. Like, that's up to you to make sure that like if people, places, like major things that are like very important to what you're doing, yeah, you got to make sure you remember that. Like, I'm not here just to re-give you everything. If it's something you want to know, note it. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. personally, like I don't, I don't have like a perfect memory, and we don't play super like totally. As, and, and the point is, and, and the other thing is, like, not you, like you don't play every day, exactly. right? But the characters are living their lives every day, so they might have a better memory than you of the things 100%. that are occurring. So you take notes to supplement that. I think, it, like, for people yeah. who are might be worrying about the metagaming sort of aspect of that, mm -hmm. that's kind of how I justify it to myself, is, like, my, my character would remember this because they it did it yesterday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they did it five minutes ago, but I did it last week, so... I, and I've had a whole seven days worth of things happen in between those days. <laughs> yeah. Real life exploration. Real yeah. life exploration, Real life exactly. Exploration. Finding stuff in your notebook. I've seen 
people online who take notes in character. Oh, that's super so cool. they write everything down from the point of view of their character writing a journal. Dang bards! Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> and like so a very bard thing. they only write things down that are important to their character and only things that their character was seen or witnessed. And that, and right, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. And that that helps some people because some people are really worried about the whole metagaming idea, mm-hmm. right? And I can I can understand that. Um, so that's kind of how I justify it, and that's a great way to to justify it in your head as well. Yeah, tying in note-taking to more of the exploration side, you can also, like, promote players to take notes and update a physical map. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. like, when you're exploring, you might be given a map that maybe doesn't have all the details or maybe has, uh, like, not true details written down mm-hmm. or, like, just not, like, an accurate representation of what the world actually looks like. Mm-hmm. So as they go through it, you know, it's their job to be, like, does this actually match mm-hmm. the record that I have? I've, I've done exactly that, actually. Um, you know, like, uh, the players uncovered, like, an old map of a, of a region, and a lot of the cities had physically moved or were gone. <laughs> and so they went to a place, uh, or they, they, were, they were on their way to a place, and they stopped at a town or something, and they were like, hey, we're going to this place. Um, and the people in the town were like, it's over there, though. <laughs> And, and so that's kind of a, a little bit of a rude awakening for some players who might uh, might view maps that the DM gives them as sort of like sacrosanct, like these are the maps, this is the way the world looks. Right. Um, which, for some DMs, that's the, that's what they do, and that's, that, that's cool, fine. good for them. Um, but the way that I DM is if you receive a thing in-game, like if you receive a map in-game from a map maker or from a person or you stole one or whatever um that map is the map that that person has right like it may what they think is true it's exactly it's what they think is true um or you know maybe they get directions from an npc that npc actually doesn't know where the thing is um and they may have motives for telling you whether or not something is but um yeah so so knowledge is imperfect and you have to update it yeah, and I think it's also very interesting that I like kind of on the map front that you were mentioning as well is even in the campaign that more one of the ones that I run currently is uh, we have one player who, as I like since we've started as I've described everything like around them and like where they've gone he has been I think like in paint trying to draw what he <laughs> thinks the map is of the world and like he, and like, he's been trying to basically be his own cartographer yeah like there there are individual maps that they can get of like smaller regions but there is no like, glo- like global map available because no yeah. one's mapped the whole world in our setup right so like he, he's just been spending the time like every time I'm describing you know where, where water inlets are where rivers are where mountains are he's been actively like building the map of that's what cool. he sees and like it's not bad <laughs> <laughs> that's that's impressive actually it's the it, best compliment it's, it's not amazing but it's not bad <laughs> right because I mean one he's not a cartographer I assume no and, <laughs> and two the information that you're giving them is probably also imperfect well and, and as well it's like oh well like there's a stream that goes fairly far inland how far is fairly far exactly like, exactly th- it, it's not I'm not saying you know this stream goes exactly 496 meters inland with a 12 degree angle to the hook left just around this one mountain like yeah. no like you're you're getting the rough info that you would get from observing it not necessarily yeah. like dead accurate measurements yep yep same thing uh, I think that's really important in dungeons 
um, that players keep an accurate map of where totally. they're where oh they're going. God. Yeah. Um, because once I didn't do that and I got lost. Um, I I I I got very lost. Good thing the other players were keeping track of where they were. Same um, thing. Sometimes you designate one person to make a map of the area you're in. Yeah. Don't and, do a good and job. They, they oh. either don't do a good job or they're uh, absent the next session. Not yeah. Have a map. Exactly. <laughs> um, but what, one thing, when I was GMing, one of my players actually, they specifically in, in game bought ink and, and paper in order to make the map in game, like in character, yeah. which I thought was super cool. Um, and then they physically made it uh, also. Uh, because we were playing physically, this was pre-COVID. Um, <laughs> what a time. What, what a time. Exactly. Uh, and we had, like, minis and stuff on a board. But whenever they left a, a line of sight of a place, I would take off the board. The board because they can't see it anymore. Uh, and so, like, it's not, it, like, if it's not visible to them, they shouldn't see it on the table either. Yeah. Um, or, like, if a door closed or whatever. Um, and, the, and so the, she was drawing the map as she remembered it. Which was cool because it helped it it helped them find their way back to where they came awesome. from. You also yeah. have like the the classic telltale of like one of your players like the moment they go in just tying a string to something and like, tying <laughs> a bit of their rope and then once they're lost they're like cool I'm just gonna follow the string back the, the Hansel and Gretel's yeah classic. Yeah. yeah yeah and there's the DM you get the little fun of um, cutting it yeah or doing like um. <laughs> Uh, oh god! Like a have you seen the movie Labyrinth? Yeah. When she was yep. drawing arrows with her lipstick or whatever, and the little like gremlins or whatever they were came and they just like turned the stones oh, that the drawing yeah. was on, yeah, yeah, so the yeah. arrows pointed in completely different directions. Yeah. You do that as a DM. It's a mean. Uh, a little mean, <laughs> but it definitely spices things up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be very entertaining from a DM's perspective. If you leave breadcrumbs, someone's gonna eat the yeah, breadcrumbs. The, the yeah. yeah, there's mice in the dungeon, yo. <laughs> yummy, yummy. Um. Yeah. Awesome. So I think that uh, we've... Um, yeah, sorry. Actually, before we um, we wrap things up, I have a topic for potential debate. Okay. Um, so I like debates. We've talked a lot about how hard it would be to, uh, to have a purely exploration um, mm -hmm. session and campaign. And so I've started brainstorming an idea, and I want to bring that up to you guys. Okay. Um, okay. Picture this. You have the players. They're dropped into a situation. It's apocalypse style. Um, there's everything is gone. There's no other creatures. They're the only ones. Something has happened, and they have no memory. Okay. You're describing apocalypse world. Continue. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so assuming that they don't remember anything about themselves, and that's both the characters and the players playing them. Okay. The exploration is then discovering who they are, where they are, and like discovering more about how they can interact with the world. That feels purely exploration. It feels so, very yeah. narrative. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and so my, my problem with that initial problem is if there's nothing else, what am I doing? Like, uh, assuming it's like nothing else living. So like there's yeah. still objects and like, like things to interact like, with. Like I can, I can look at a cactus or something. Like, yeah. but, but like what am I doing? I mean, it would be like something like, hey... You wake up one day with no memory, and there's no living people, but you're in your home, right. assumedly, and right. like or all like, your stuff like, yeah. is there. Okay. So it would be very mystery based. Okay, so so it's just it's another it's a longer mystery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Un kind of like un unravel what happened and okay. unravel what caused this to occur, kind of, yeah. and who you are. I, I don't know. That. I don't know for how long you can 
Yeah. That's drag like, that out for? Because... I think it could definitely work for a bit. Yeah. yeah. Definitely longer than the a classic session. mystery, right? Yeah. Which might last one or two or three sessions. Um, uh, definitely longer than like your classic heist in Blades in the, uh, yeah. Blades in the Dark, right? Which I also might last one or two sessions. Yeah. I also don't know if it would work for all groups of people. Right. I feel like there'd definitely be certain, like, you'd have to find people where, like, that's what they're looking for. Yeah. Otherwise, like, just certain groups might not find enjoyment on that. But no, I, th I think that's fair. I think, like, with yeah. the right group of people, yeah. with the right setting, kind of making a what happened, what caused it, and who are you in it kind of long scale kind of a yeah I guess mystery kind of exploration piece could mm -hmm. work yeah I think if anyone's actually interested in entertaining this kind of idea it would be um, really interesting to have like the kind of you wake up you don't remember anything you start finding more details about yourself maybe the DM provides flashbacks or like you get a sense of like deja vu and like mm -hmm. they kind of hand you memories Right. Only for like at the end for it to have been like all a simulation. Like you had oh, to break no. out of the simulation oh, and no. then you have combat. That's so overdone. I, yeah. I know, but in an I, RPG. It's so cliche. No, I like yeah, so I mean cliches are cliches for a reason, but also like the the for me personally, I would really dislike that as a player <laughs> yeah. because it would feel like all of the stuff that I've done over pointless. the last however many sessions literally doesn't matter. What I would do... It devalidates if, all yeah. the work. What I would do is, instead of it being a simulation, you go through this process of figuring out who you are and why everyone is gone or dead or whatever, and at the end, it turns out it was all your fault. Oh, That's damn, good, too. That's cool. Yeah. Another one might be, like, it turns out they're not gone, you but you end up finding them in the end. Yeah. Like, maybe like, there was, like, a nuclear apocalypse or something. And some group and, got underground. Yeah, and somebody got underground or something, and so you find out there isn't no one around. I also like the idea, if, like, if you are players that also, like, really trust your GM well, would be kind of the interesting thing of usually, to a degree, you kind of make your character and the rest of the party and, like, the DM kind of learns about who you are as you go, but it's also going to be very interesting if the DM knows exactly who you are and everything about you, but you as a player are slowly learning yeah, yeah. who mm -hmm. you actually are and, like, you're learning about what you're like and how you are. We We've talked about running this sort of thing with like that. all players are like amnesiacs, yeah. and the DM has all your character you, sheets. You you would very much though need like trust that your a your DM knows like what they're making and isn't making garbage for you. Yeah, and as well that they would be making something that they know you as a player would, would actually enjoy playing. Yeah. Like if you're someone who only enjoys playing like mages and casters, and you just get handed a fighter, like yeah. mm -hmm. you're you're not gonna have fun. Like hundred percent, you'd need a DM that you trust and has enough knowledge of you and your group to kind of pull that off, but I think it could be very interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, so to kind of uh, end us off here uh, with that whole debate thing, because I think we figured out that that's a pretty cool idea. Uh, mm, I would enjoy it. That, yeah. that we would enjoy either running or playing. Um, even though I had initial reservations, I think a lot of us did. Um, yes. But it, but it, 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 the more the more we talk about it, and the more you, you flash out the idea, I think it's really yeah. cool. Um, we definitely need a lot of work just so, so you can like much. have yeah. those puzzles and those aspects to explore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, the the main my main question is what system would you run it in? Because I don't think games like D and D and Pathfinder, like you said, that we're more familiar with, would run that super well. No. Um. Yeah, that's a good question. I think, um, 
maybe the fate system would be mm -hmm. interesting for be, that because yeah. uh, it's a lot more on like aspects of things and like those kinds of like uh, details. Very, very narrative, right? Yeah. Very narrative yeah. based. Yeah. yeah. I think it'd, it'd be possible to run it in a Pathfinder D&D, but you'd have to homebrew the whole situation and right. kind of, if, like, have, I guess, rules for making the system justified mm -hmm. and that being, like, tied in with the character. It'd be a lot harder, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Like, because you'd have to hack the system, whereas yeah. there are other systems that already work for that, like Fate, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a cool thing, is, is Fate would work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um... Awesome. Well, thank you, everyone, for sort of uh, working with uh, with me to talk through exploration. Yeah, uh, hopefully as, we gave you some food for thought. Yeah. As, a, as a concept, yeah, and definitely gave me some food for thought as well. Um, next session, or sorry, next uh, episode, we will be running a session uh, that bases around exploration. Uh, yeah. There will probably be other aspects to the session, just like in the combat one, there were other aspects to the, the session other than combat. Um, but we'll try and showcase exploration as an idea. Um, like a highlight, if you will. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so thanks for tuning in to Noob Perspectives, and we'll see you next time. See you next time. See ya. Bye.